Welcome to the Embassy Row Project Podcast. The Embassy Row Project is a philanthropic initiative founded by International Energy and Infrastructure Advisor, James Scott. Uh, thank you, James, for the introduction. Thank you very much for coming. My name is Tornike Nikvashvili. I'm from the Embassy of Georgia and I cover economic relations at the Embassy. So basically today I want to talk about uh, region, where we are, how we're doing, and uh, about the perspectives and uh, investment opportunities what we have in Georgia, and also about the critical infrastructure projects we implemented in the region. So this is a location of the Georgia where it is on the map, and this is image from the satellite. So my country is located between Caspian and Black Sea, and it has strategical location and geographical location, and Georgia was always playing a bridge to connect Asia and Europe. So if you're going to see the numbers and uh, the facts about Georgia, uh, our capital is Tbilisi, our total area is 69 square kilometers, population 3.700 million people, and our currency is Georgian Lari, and language is Georgian language. So basically, as I said, we have a strategically good location, and I'm going to talk about these facts later, you see on my slides. So we have free trade agreement with the European Union, we have free trade agreement with China, and we have free trade agreement with FTA country and CIS. So if you're going to talk, see uh, economy at a glance, you're going to see that pandemic also striked our economy, and our economy was damaged because a uh, really big part of our GDP was from the tourism sector. However, after pandemic, we started really fast recovery, and you know, numbers never lies. So you're going to see these uh, numbers, how tremendous uh, growth we have. So economic growth is 10.3%. Uh, export growth is 32%, and also our tourism sector recovered with 100%. For example, in 2019, the country is, uh, with the population 3.7 million hosted about 9 million tourists. So today we also are on the same uh, level. So according to the international uh, rankings, you're going to see that uh, we are trying to be on the top of every international ranking. It's going to be like doing business, going to be safety index, uh, rule of law index, etc. So from this slide, I'm going to show you that we are trying to use modern technologies at the governmental level, and we are also implementing blockchain technologies in our services. And you're going to see that Georgia ranks seventh in the ease of doing business ranking. And the facts are that you just need one day to start your business in Georgia. You just go there, register your business, and you've got everything ready. Registering a property one day, getting construction permit 63 days, getting electricity 71 days. So we are trying to give to all the potential investors flexibility and the availability to feel them comfortable and uh invest and uh, to get out from this bureaucratical headache, as we say. Uh, we offer young, skilled and competitive talent pools. So many of Georgians nowadays have the window to go to European Union and get European education. And also we have wonderful projects with the United States government and a lot of Georgians are coming here and they're getting 
uh, high-level education, and fortunately, they're coming back to Georgia, and they're working there. And one of the brief examples is me. I also got the education with this one of the project, and uh, then I started my diplomatic service, as you see. So uh, now to go to most favorite things for United States is taxation system. So as you see, we are offering flexible taxation system in Georgia. We got free industrial zones also where there's zero tax. And you see from the taxation system here on the right below, you see that corporate profit tax is zero or 15%, 80% valued tax and Property tax is below the 1%. So now I'm going to return to the topic James mentioned. It's about like uh, strategical and geographical projects. So first of all, I wanted to mention this transportation and logistics. So we see that how, how the situation, geopolitical situation, had changed in uh, Europe after these political and economical events. So on this map, you're going to see that uh, there are three uh, main uh, transportation corridor systems accessing to Europe from Central Asia. One is Northern Transport Corridor System, uh, another is Southern Corridor System, and in the middle you see Middle Transport Corridor System. Basically, it takes about 4, 10, 15 days to use this transport corridor system to get from Central Asia your shipment and go through the Europe. And we Georgians with our partners in the region are offering modernized infrastructure. Would it be railway? Would it be highway? So on this map, I try to put this middle transport corridor, which is going through the Georgia territory. It comes from Kazakhstan, goes to Azerbaijan, and then connects Georgia with uh, Turkey. And also we are offering here two seaports where you can access the Europe. So we also have implemented uh, Bakut-Bilisi Cars Railway, which is uh, basically, uh, you see, you're going to see on the map, it is, I'm going to say, one of the top projects we did, because first of all, it delivers uh, goods from the Central Asia, and uh, these goods are then transferred to Europe, and it's, uh, I was going to say, uh, mutual uh, project which was made by the Azerbaijan, Georgia, and Turkey. So you're going to see on this slide uh, near shoring destination. So as I said, Georgia is located between Europe and Asia, and location is really good. So 80% uh, of goods are free from import tariffs, and that's most important. And as I said, we have free trade agreement with China and with the European Union, and Georgia can be used also as a location of manufacturing. So you can just produce your goods in the territory of Georgia and export without zero tariffs with the free trade agreements. Now I'm going to talk, go back to energy sector, uh, which is most important thing. And we saw that how, how this situation in Europe is changing. Nowadays, the price for the energy is increasing. It's increasing. And I think that uh, this process uh, will continue. So that's why since the independence we got uh, from the Soviet Union, we started with our partners to put ourselves on a geographical and geopolitical map. And what we did, we started to implement uh, energy projects. First of all, those projects secured our independence. 
and then our energy security. And what we did, we started to bring uh, Caspian energy resources from Azerbaijan to Europe. And we implemented those, you're going to see three projects. First is in the uh, Baku-Supsa oil pipeline, which is Azerbaijanian oil will be delivered to Supsa and then it will be transferred to Europe. And we also did Baku-Tbilisi-Jehan pipeline, which is also really important. And nowadays, many European countries are observing these pipelines as a uh, parallel line, not to be dependent on Russia's energy uh, uh, resources. So this region can offer much more, much more. And also we did Baku-Tbilisi Erzurum pipeline. And I'm going to show you on this, uh, on this uh, slide how this pipeline works. So this basically, oh, I'm sorry, I have to go back. Yeah, so basically the gas comes from Azerbaijan, it crosses to Georgia's borders, and then connects in Turkey, Pakutpilisi Erzurum pipeline. And there is another pipeline which is goes to Europe directly, and uh, Azerbaijanian gas is delivered to Europe. And I wanted to mention that recently our prime minister visited Hungary, and the prime minister uh, of Hungary uh, expressed his readiness to uh, boost and to work with our countries to deliver Caspian energy uh, energy uh, to Europe. And to do that, we are also are, so this is a slide, yeah, Southern Guys Corridor. So basically you're going to see these pipelines, you see, which is connected. Uh, first is uh, Southern Guys Pipeline, which connects Azerbaijan to Georgia. Then comes Tanap, the green one. It crosses all the all way to Turkey. And after Tanap, it goes to TAP. So TAP means Trans-Adriatic Pipeline. And it goes to Bulgaria, to Greece, to Albania, and to Italy. So basically, this is parallel line of, uh, of existing uh, gas uh, corridors. And now I'm going to talk about the project, uh, which also really important for us. It is, this project is called Underwater Sea Cable, which will connect uh, Georgia and Romania with Underwater Sea electricity cable. And that electricity sea cable, uh, first of all, will export uh, our energy to Europe and vice versa. And this project also is going to play regional role. Basic, like Theoretically, with this project, when you connect underwater sea cable, electricity sea cable, Georgia and Romania, you can get electricity from Madrid, Madrid to Tbilisi because it will connect Georgia to common European electricity system. That's the important thing. And also, this cable can be used also by our neighbors, because Azerbaijan and also Armenia can get benefits from that. Also, this project is uh, carried out by the World Bank. The feasibility study is in ongoing process. And when the feasibility study will finish, it will be also project. So we are offering to potential investors ready project. And also this cable will be followed by the high speed optical fiber internet cable. And uh, today I think that when we see how uh, frequently uh, energy security issues are changing in Europe, uh, we have this potential, regional potential. 
from where we can bring, first of all, U.S. interest in the region and also secure uh, not only for South Caucasus regional and uh, energy security, but also Eastern and Central European energy security. That's why we are working actively with our partners, with World Bank, with USA, with James. <laughs> we are working to, we are trying to promote this project. And I think that uh, recent meetings, uh, which were held with our Prime Minister Mitais, as I said, with uh, Prime Minister of Hungary and also uh, Prime Minister, uh, President of Azerbaijan visited Georgia, it will be the project which will also uh, change and uh, give more and more attention to Georgia and to the Southern Caucasus region. So I wanted to finish my presentation here. Uh, thank you very much for your attention. And uh, if you have the questions, I will be ready to answer them. Yeah. Presentation. What do you think should be done to bring U.S. investment to the region? Uh, thank you for this question. Uh, I wanted to return to this slide when this pipeline, Pakut-Pilisi-Jehan, was going to be implemented. So when Georgia got the independence from the Soviet Union, uh, Russian Federation didn't want this project to go on because they would definitely, they, they were trying to stop this project because uh, they didn't want it to bring Caspian uh, energy resources uh, to Europe without them. And yes, first who supported us was USA to implement this project, United States and British Petroleum. And today, when we are talking about this opportunity and we are talking about these energy projects which can be implemented, the same should be done. Why not to go like by yourself to Georgia and see what's happening there? Why not to go to Azerbaijan? Why not to make, for example, regional uh, uh, trade mission there? So I think that the brief, uh, brief example how U.S. will support to Georgia is U U.S. is presented in Georgia, but we need more U.S.A. in Georgia, more investments in Georgia. I have a question. As far as Russian soft power, what, what tools, tactics, and procedures have you guys identified to, that the Russians have been using to kind of push back on the development of this project? Uh, we are talking with our partners, first of all. Mm -hmm. We are talking with our partners and we are trying to, you know, like uh, nowadays when the modern technologies can allow you to just with one instant message deliver your message, your position to your community, to your audience uh, is really important. We have Stratcom in Georgia, Strategical Communications, uh, which are just when the Russians are trying to just say something about this project, they will they are using this soft power. They are using some internal or external uh, no, NGOs, maybe, or some, I don't know, person, some think tanks. We are just trying to immediately react. We are just trying to immediately inform our partners about this, what's happening there. So that's why we are having, we have really skilled and talented and young professional civil um, workers, I will say. And uh, with, them, with their help, with our partners, with our uh, representatives, we are trying to handle that. And, oh, excuse me. Yeah, hi. Uh, question here. I see that you have a pipeline going from Azerbaijan to Europe through Georgia. Yep. Do you have your own oil and gas in Georgia? No. We are receiving... So, 
yeah, thank you very much for this uh, question. So uh, I can also say that uh, we have zero depend on uh, Russian gas. So there's a zero. We don't get any gas from Russia. We just only transit Russian gas. And uh, we get the gas from Azerbaijan. And we started that to diversify, and that's why I'm saying that uh, the states should also start thinking about to diversify their energy dependent on the Russians. It seems like that whole area is made of hydrocarbon. Have you done exploration there? Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay. And also we have, uh, we have uh, about 300 rivers ready to be used to build small and big dams. And also we have a big potential of green energy. Because as you see, we are we are um, on the under the uh, Caucasian mountain system, and we have a lot of glaciers, and we have a lot of hydro resources. So here, you see, this is a Caucasus mountain system, glaciers. So, question: um, the topic of our meeting today is democratizing decarbonization. And yet we're talking about transporting fossil fuels. I believe that you know we need to, fossil fuels in order to have a clean energy transition. And you've spoken about your electric cable. Mm -hmm. I wonder what the sort of overarching plan is to move from fossil fuels to electrification and what kinds of renewable sources you're also looking into. Yeah. Thank you very much. First of all, I was allowed to speak a little more about my country's opportunities about transportation and logistics, and that's how I included. I used this opportunity, and uh, thank you very much for this. Well, yeah, as I said, that we have uh, wonderful uh, resources to get green energy. Would it be solar? Would it be wind? And would it be what resources? So Georgia is rich with hydro resources. We got about 1,200 rivers in Georgia. And as I said, 300 of them can be used to build small and big dams. Not only dams, but like, you know, uh, particularly every village has its own river. And all of them can just generate their own energy. The, the idea of implementing, uh, yes, and I also forget, we have Georgian Energy Development Fund. And this Georgian Energy Development Fund, if you are interested, I can share uh, later that with you, are offering... Uh, projects and feasibility study already done for these projects. Basically, when the investor comes with financing for, for example, World Bank or from European Union grants or any additional funds they're bringing, this feasibility study is done for them. So that's why we are trying to uh, move and make more and more uh, attention to this. Uh, so I have wonderful guys in Tbilisi, as I said, in the capital, and they are doing this very well. And we also are trying to get from U.S. interest also to this. Because as I said, we have hydropower, we have solar, we have wind. We have also geothermal potential for the geothermal energy. I see that as the future. So, I mean, I, I realize that <coughs> pipelines and getting fossil fuels from place to place are important in the short term, but in the long term, I don't see that as a long-term investment strategy. For what? For your pipeline. Because at some point, we're going to need to wean ourselves off of fossil Yeah, but when it's crisis and it's winter, you need pipeline. Say what? When it's crisis and you are in the winter, you need pipeline. Oh, I understand that. Yeah. 
That's why I'm saying short-term yeah. solutions. So balancing, exactly. Yeah. So that's why I say, for example, this cable, which will connect Georgia and Romania, it need also not be beneficial for in terms of economy, but it also will be uh, and play its role in terms of security. So you can secure your energy independence, no matter what's going to be around. And it will connect common European electricity systems. That's how I say you can receive from Oslo to Baku energy. Okay. Oh. Uh, sorry, I might miss this earlier. So in your slide, there's one talking about railway, starting with yeah. uh, Xi'an, China. So I'm just curious that is there any like build and road initiative uh, investment behind? If so, is it going to affect you to bring U.S. investment to the region? Uh, we are not talking only about the China. We're speaking about Kazakhstan. We are talking about Turkmenistan. So. Uh, the goods are also transferring from those countries. We aren't talking about the China. So I can tell you one thing. Uh, let's see on the slide Northern Transport Corridor. So Northern Transport Corridor during the COVID, first of all, was paralyzed. And after war in Ukraine, which is now, which uh, Russia attacked Ukraine, Eastern European countries, most of them closed their borders for Russian railway. And how do you think from Kazakhstan where, where, where they transmitted their goods to the middle transport corridor system? So I will also share you one thing with you, said that this Bakut-Bilisikars railway, which connects, as I said, uh, this regional con uh, railway connectivity, the railways between Turkey and between uh, Georgia is different. So the length of the railway. So we built special station there. When the train comes, the station automatically replaces the wheels. And first of all, it reduced costs, it reduced time, and it will go through the Turkey and reach Europe. So with this railway also, you can reach from Tbilisi, London, because it will also get connected with European railway system. See? Welcome. Find out more about the Embassy Row Project and our global network of institutes, NGOs, and think tanks by visiting embassyrowproject.org.